entrepreneurship is risky, right? My path has been up, down, left, right, spirals, takes three steps back to make six steps forward. It's been a journey. But the thing that's been constant for me the past two years is every month that Amazon check shows up. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is the W2 Prison Break show, the podcast to help you fire your boss and become the CEO of your own business in under 12 months. I'm your host, Brian O'Neill. And today our guest is Dom Bavaro. He is a car salesman turned serial entrepreneur turned content creator. And you are going to hear how he makes money using the internet. There's been a variety of different things that he's done. You're going to hear more about how he used the stuff around his house, made videos using the stuff that he bought off Amazon to turn that into monthly recurring cash flow to fund his other businesses and his life. By the end of this episode, you are going to know exactly how you can get set up doing the same exact thing. Let's get straight to the interview with Don. Hey, Don, welcome to the W2 Prison Break show, man. I'm looking forward to this. And your office, your studio is simply amazing. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Brian. Yeah, we have, I think it was abundantly clear as soon as I clicked on, we have similar tastes. Definitely. This is meant to be. Dom and I met on TikTok. I think he came to one of my lives or vice versa. And then we started, you know, chatting in uh, on DMs and he's on the show. So yep. I am not a teenager, neither is Dom. So you got to get on that app. There's a lot of opportunity there. Okay. Dom, this is the W2 Prison Break Show. You have a bunch of different ways you're making money. You're a business owner. We're going to talk a lot about that. But before that, Everyone loves to hear a good W-2 prison break story. What were you doing in that world? And then talk about like the evolution of how you got out and what ultimately made you decide to leave. Okay. So um, if I go back, gosh, it's probably about, a, it's over, it's over 10 years now, actually. First, well, second or third job out of college, because um, I graduated with, a, with an economics degree at the height of the financial crisis back in 2010. Mm -hmm. So that was, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of jobs back then in the financial sector. So I ended up getting into, everyone was hiring sales and um, I really hated outside sales. So I ended up doing uh, car sales, which is more of an inside sales type job where the customer comes to you rather than you going out in, in a car and doing door knocks and appointments and door to door type stuff, which I was in no way interested in. Yeah. So I got my business in, in car sales where you're, in, you're trying to market the customer to come to your store. And then through that, uh, because of my financial background, I ended up working my way into the F&I office. And then as that progressed, uh, I kind of started moving around, working all the different jobs in the showroom with the goal of being a car dealer one day. So from the finance office, I went into the internet digital marketing office. But in 2012, 2013, it was like, you're the person who runs the Facebook page. And like, that was it. Yeah. So digital marketing wasn't what it was today. So I ran there, but they did have a CRM. Uh, it was a really robust CRM. They had a lot of automated follow-up systems and a lot of like, email marketing and all the stuff that like I do today is I learned there mm -hmm. in the car business. But really one time happened was it got, because it was the car business, I had, you know, it's 60 hours, 70 hours a week. Yeah. And uh, when I'm single and I'm 22, I didn't care. I was coming home to an empty apartment. I might as well stay at work. But uh, I got married in 2016 and I, me and my wife did not live together before we got married. So when we got married and then it was like, I was just, it sucked being away and not being, seeing your wife at home. And it was awful. And I was like, I got to do something else. Yeah. But it, started to affect my income. My commissions were starting to drop. I was like, oh, this is not good. In my office at the dealership one day, looking like, oh, different ways to make money online. Because I was like, I have to do something that's online or in the background because I'm stuck in the dealership for 70 hours. I can't get a second job, but I got to make money. Yeah. 
And I saw an ad on Google that said, rent your car out and make passive income. And I was like, how does that work? Click. So I clicked that one there and it turned out to be uh, an app that actually rented to Uber and Lyft drivers. The idea being is so either someone drives a two-door or if their car got hit and it's in a body shop for a month, you can go to these owners, kind of like Turo, kind of like Airbnb, but they were specifically geared toward gig drivers. So I'm like, well, I mean, I, I can get cars pretty much close to wholesale. Yeah. I can try this out. And if I buy something that's, I, I, you know, I did the math. I did like the whole Excel spreadsheet. And I'm like, I buy a car for 10 grand. I can be profitable. I probably sat on it for about two or three months. And I was like, you know, this is, do I do it? Do I not? And then at some one day I was just like, well, no one's, no one's stopping me. Yep. I'm just going out and buying a car. I don't have to get anybody's permission. That was a big thing for me too. I was going up, growing up. I was, uh, it was always like, oh, I got to get permission to do it. So I need someone to tell me it was okay for me to do the next thing. Mm-hmm. And I was very much like waiting for that. But I was like, no one's going to tell you to go out and do this. You just got to one day just rip the bandit off. So, all right. So I went and I bought the car, put it up on the platform and I got to rent it immediately in like two days. And I was like, oh, and it stayed out for a month. Wow. And I was like, maybe I got something here. So I bought a second one. Same okay. thing. Bought a third one, same thing. And then I bought another one. I was like, say, I had four on the platform. And then it was kind of starting to affect where like people in the, in the showroom knew like, hey, your car's not rented today. <laughs> what do you got going on? I would tell them something, you know, I have to meet someone after work at a train station. Yeah. And it was becoming like too much of a side gig to be a, still be a side gig, but it wasn't quite throwing off enough income to be a full-time yet. So I was kind of in that valley of like, what do I do? Yeah. So at some point, I, in July of 2017, I made the decision to leave my job at the car business, car dealership to go entrepreneurship full-time. And I think at that point I had lined up two more cars. So I had six mm. that were out and rented, but I was still kind of in that valley. So I was like, I got to do something myself. So I, yeah. I actually drove Uber and Lyft myself and did Amazon Flex to kind of fill that gap between it's too much to be part-time, not quite enough to be full-time. I was kind of in that hustle mode. Yep. Super scary. Don't recommend anyone jump off the cliff without and build the plane as you're trying to fly it. Mm. That's definitely high stress. But also in that same time, I had got more cars. I think this is going into late 2017 now because I'd rolled it up. I think I was up to 10 cars by the end of that year. And I would, now, it was now enough to live on. But there was now, when all car, 10 cars were out, I had nothing to do. Oh, this is, this, this is what passive income feels like. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the cars are out today. And there was $500 deposited into my bank account. I was like, this is freaking cool. So then I was like, but then I had to just let it sit and roll. Like I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't have, I'm like, I'm not going to take on a bunch more debt to try to leverage this up because I, I don't want to be over leveraged. Sure. But I have to do something to fill my time because my wife still had her nine to five. It wasn't big enough where that she could quit. So I was the only one on my own. And I was like, all right, I do something. Scrolling on YouTube. And I found this other ad that was like companies that, you know, you can sell their stuff online without having a product. And it was, you know, person with a big house and a nice car. And I quit my job and you can quit yours too. And I was like, this seems interesting. Let's go on through it. It was it turned out to be affiliate marketing. Yeah. Okay. 2017. That was that's what that's what the opportunity was. Like I could do that. I'm like I need to do something while the cars are out. I started trying to do that, and I was messing around with Google pay per click ads, um, Facebook ads. Uh, it was really really hard. It was not as easy as the the YouTube video made it seem. Okay. Um, wow. Sh- shocking. <laughs> yeah, it was there. Um, I ended up paying. I think it was two thousand dollars for a course to try. Yeah. That. That's going to be the secret wasn't the secret. I mean, it was one course. Looking back on it now, six or seven years later, know that I know now it was actually really good time. I was like, ah, it's a scam. They're all courses are scams. But at the same time, I was like, I had this other rental car business that was starting to take off. So I'm like, I'm just going to put my energy into that. 
I was at 15 or 16 cars, I think by the beginning of 2018. And then that is when all of the calamity started happening. I had 15, let's call it 15 in round numbers, right? I have 15 cars rolling around the city of Philadelphia doing 50,000 miles a year as Uber drivers. Yeah. It's like millions of miles collectively between the fleet. That's right. Transmissions started to go. People started to get hit. People started to hit other cars. I started getting a call from the uh, Philadelphia Police Department. One of my cars was used at an armed robbery. Somebody took their car to Georgia without telling me, mm. locked the keys in the car and called me at 11 p.m. and said, oh, I have no money to, for a locksmith. I was like, oh, wow. all right. I'm like, all right, I'll go. I, I'm, like, I'm grabbing my keys. I'll go get it. And I put GPS trackers in the cars mm -hmm. so I could ping them for something like this because people get lost. They don't know where they are. I was like, oh, I'll just pull it up and I can meet you. Yeah. Pull it up and it's in Alfreda, Georgia. And I was like, WTF are you doing in Georgia, dude? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I went to go see family. I was like, you didn't think to ask or tell me? <laughs> wow. I think I know how this story ends. But so you had this fully automated business, essentially, but you're also in it 24-7. Like you can get calls at any, any, any hour, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was, I got called. It, it became 24-7 it became on call. And I woke up the morning. I didn't know what kind of day it was going to be. It was okay. either we could just hang out and do nothing, or it could be two accidents. At one time, I think this was January of 20, 2020, I think it was right before COVID. Mm -hmm. I had four cars get totaled in 24 hours. Yes. And at the time, because it was high-risk insurance, $2,500 right. deductibles a piece. Ouch. That was, and and it, typically the renter's supposed to be responsible for it, but I think I had one person pay the deductible, and the whole time I did it. So it was, it was 10 grand just in 24 hours. I was like, oh, that's my whole month, like gone. Yeah. yeah. And okay. that, I think that was a decision when I was like, I have to get out of this business. And this was January. Like, I think by February, 2020, I was out because I was yeah. bleeding money. I was like, I'm going to just liquidate the cars. Like, this is, this is awful. I was every month, there was like a new thing. I was chasing insurance money, chasing the kit. Cops were calling me for something, but that was a blessing in disguise because March, 2020, what brought us to COVID, the whole world shut down. And that's I couldn't right. imagine if I was running around during the middle of that with 18 cars, 15 cars, and you know, all through the city. Because at the time I had a, I had a, a baby. My, my daughter was 14 months old. Okay. So I wouldn't have wanted to expose her obviously to COVID back then. And yeah, it would have been awful. So as I'm in the house, I'm kind of feeling, I was trying to figure out my next move. Right. And I was like, I, I can't, I obviously can't go out and do anything. So I turned to TikTok. Because mm. I, again, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could try that affiliate marketing thing again. And I tried blogging. I learned SEO. I learned, you know, YouTube. I made like one or two YouTube channels. They were getting found in search. So I'm like, I kind of understood search marketing. I understood automated email marketing. I was like, I just got to be able to get freaking leads. And at the time I saw someone in a Facebook group was like, oh, TikTok's killing it right now. I was like, oh, you mean that dancing app for kids? Yeah. I was like, hey, you know what though? Bills are coming due. I'm running out of money. I might as well try it. So I started hopping on TikTok and talking about my sales experience. The marketing experience that I had learned through from 2017 to 2020, I was always kind of like trying to crack that nut. So I was learning and learning and learning and learning, but it never really, you know, yep. hit until I started publishing video on a regular basis on TikTok. And then people were like, oh, this guy actually knows what he's talking about. So they started following me and they started following me and asking questions. And I was like, oh, here's how it happens. And this is what I use. And here's the software I use. Affiliate link on all of it. Yep. And then all of a sudden, like money started popping. I was like, oh, this is, this is how affiliate marketing works. You just got to publish. If you're not running ads, you just got to publish regularly and yeah. be helpful. And then people actually give you money or they, they give other companies money and those companies give you money. What was your affiliate link at that time when you started making money? So it was a bunch of, yeah, 
so it was a bunch of different stuff. So at the time, uh, I started with trying to 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 do click funnels, right? Because click you need every affiliate, every content creator, every online business needs some sort of page builder, website, email software. Yep. At the time, click funnels was it, and then. ClickFunnels was really, really competitive. Like there were massive bonus wars. Like people were giving away what they claimed to be $100,000 in bonuses for free with a $100 purchase. And I was like, I'm not paying, I'm not playing the bonus war game. So I found Builderall. Builderall was allowing us at the time to bid uh, pay-per-click on exact match keywords, which is, if you're unfamiliar with that, someone types in Builderall and the top link typically is the company running their own ad to make sure that they show up at the top of Google. Mm-hmm. Most companies forbid affiliates from bidding on that spot. Builder all the time allowed it. So I would just, that's a, that's a hot, hot lead. Someone literally searching and how to sign up for Builder all, my affiliate link pops up, they click it and they buy. And like, that was easy. And it's recurring. So it kept building up. Nice. But they stopped that and they removed all the accounts. Then I actually got into, uh, got into Kartra was the next kind of page builder that I had. And that's where I stayed for a long, long while. But the education side of it though, for me at the time was, uh, was at Legendary Marketer. So I had promoted them at the beginning of 2020 uh, because I saw a lot of people who were having success were promoting them. So I said, oh, that's a good product. Let me go through it. At the time, I mean, they still do it where you can, affiliates can promote a low ticket on the front end. Mm-hmm. They do the work to ascend the customer to a higher end backend system and you earn a higher ticket commission without actually having to do the selling. That was appealing to me. I bought their high ticket stuff. I went through their, their decade and a day. I went through their live workshop. I was able to run a Facebook ad and earn an affiliate commission within 25, 24 hours. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right legit. I'm going to go ahead and promote this. So that was my, that was my education. But then I, pro, I pro also promoted through email series and automated sequences, Kartra. Uh, Click yep. Magic was a tracking software I was using at the time. Yep. So I would show people how to build their home base, build their funnel, build their automation, and then track it all. And that Got was it. my suite of affiliate links. So teaching and some of the sites that you mentioned, people, you know, not everyone's going to know that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legendary Marketer, I'm familiar with that. That's a $7 course, correct? Yes. Okay. Thank you for understanding how that, for explaining how that, how that works. I think a lot of people are confused by like, how are people making money off the $7 course? You just explained how they kind of, they have a back end, they do it all for you. Yeah. Are you still involved? Are you still doing that? Are you, all those things that you just mentioned, are you still involved with that? No. So I, I like to try to prefer, I'll, I'll educate people on processes, but not pitch it as an opportunity. And then I like to sell all the plumbing and software. Okay. Um, Got plumbing and but, software. Good. I like that. Basic, yeah. And, and that's what kind of brought me to white labeling high level. Say that again, white labeling who? White labeling high level. So go high level or high level is the name of the company, but they use mm-hmm. go high level in their domain. Yep. They're an all-in-one business software. Uh, they're kind of, they operate kind of in the way of WordPress where they give you all of the tools. They almost give you like a blank operating system. And then you as the, they allow you as the marketer to purchase an agency plan put your own brand on it, build your own frameworks, and then market the software as your own. And that's what I've been doing for the past two-ish years okay. on my software side of things. So I'm no longer, I'm no longer an affiliate for a company. I sell my own, my own software. Mm-hmm. Lead Vortex is the one there. And that's been, uh, that's been the latest endeavor. And that's probably where I'm going to be. That's my level 10 opportunity as Russell talks about level 10s. Nice. Okay. Russell Brunson, if Russell people Brunson, don't. yep, go high yeah. level. Yeah, I just wanted you to repeat it because I, I don't know if everybody heard. I knew what you were referring okay. to, and I wasn't. I didn't know that they had a white label uh, program. So that's 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 great that you shared that. So your can you customize it other than putting your own branding on it? Can you customize the the software itself to meet like a specific person's or agency owner's needs? Yes. 
Okay. High level so has a completely open API. Um, they make it completely, I mean, me being in the car world, I tell people this is like the mid nineties Honda Civic of software. You know how everybody customizes a Civic and no two are exactly alike. Mm -hmm. And Honda makes them like Lego, builds them like Lego. So they're easily customizable. That's how high level is built as a software. So they've got a very robust, like aftermarket community building apps and development and see and everything's customizable and way technical stuff that's way over my head. Right. I do a lot of it with like the quote unquote stock parts. Sure. You can totally customize that in there, but there's a, a hundred different bolt-ons. Got it. So you are promoting the, the go high level as your own, like lead vortex. How much work is involved in terms of like once somebody signs up with you or are you just mainly spending all your effort promoting and selling it? All right. So I'm not doing it alone. So okay. it's me. There's me and five other marketers or me and four other marketers. There's five of us who are kind of became partners through this whole project. We all met through TikTok. Nice. TikTok's a great place to meet people online in like-minded places, by the way, as we learned ourselves. Totally. But yeah. So in the beginning, it was a lot of work, like a lot, a lot of work because you're trying to figure it out. High level does not give you any of the onboarding material. It's up to you to train your customers onboarding, train them on how to use it. There's nothing that is like, they give you nothing. It's just, here's an operating system when you have to write the instruction manual for. <laughs> we'll give you the instruction manual for you, but you have to write it for your customers. Okay. Now this is your level 10 opportunity, all right? So yep. it took you a bit to get here. Let's talk about some lower level opportunities for the, for the listeners. Cause everyone's out there thinking like, how do I make money? Like Dom's covering a lot of stuff, guys. This is all doable. Dom did, took what he knew how to do and built businesses around it, right? He didn't go out and learn this brand new skill like real estate, like a lot of you think you have to do to get out of your situation. He mm -hmm. just took the path of least resistance and he's figuring it out. Okay. So give us like, we were talking a little bit before we hit the record button, low level, like how, do, how, how would somebody get started? What would you, what would you promote them to do? Okay. For everybody here, step one, join the Amazon influencer program. That's if I had to go ahead and do it again today, if I were in the car business and I needed to make money on the side, I would join the Amazon influencer program. Okay. Reason being is that you're going to build a lot of foundational skills that are going to serve you for life in the entrepreneur world. So to become an Amazon influencer, basically, if you're unfamiliar with the program, if you've ever been shopping on Amazon the past like two years ish, mm -hmm. you've probably seen all those little like videos on the side of the listing. If you click them, they're all made by regular people like you and me. But the people who are making those videos have active social media. So to get into the influencer program, you have to create a social media account. You have to publish. You have to get engagement. You have to make social media that is content that is mid-level. You don't have to be great. You don't have to be a Mr. Beast. Um, it just can't be terrible. As long as it's like half mid-level, which is any person with a phone and a TikTok or an Instagram account can create it. Once you get your, your social media to a point where they can accept it, they run a bot, they look at your analytics and they, they make a decision, yes or no. Mm -hmm. Then I go through and I start reviewing every single thing in my house. Just talk about my experience with it as long as I've had it. I've had stuff for 15 years. My backpack from college, I still have because it was so well built. Wow. Reviewed that, put that on Amazon. I sell probably three or four of them a day. And now I've got, I think, 600-ish videos up there. At the height, it was doing close to like $7,000 ish a month. It's gotten a little more, it's gotten a little more comp uh, complex now, mm -hmm. uh, or not complex, uh, competitive. So it's dropped a little bit there, but I, I tell everyone to do this as a step one, because this gives you basically like rent money. Entrepreneurship is risky. 
right? My path has been up, down, left, right, spirals, takes three steps back to make six steps forward. It's been a journey. But the thing that's been constant for me the past two years is every month that Amazon check shows up. And now once I've created the videos, it took me about a month of hard making videos. I don't think about it anymore hmm. because Amazon runs ads to those videos and I don't have to. I don't have to talk about it on my social media. I don't have to put time into it. And if I have to put time, it's 15 minutes and I make out five minutes, five videos in like 15 minutes and put them up. I'm like, All right, yeah. cool. Now I can go work on my higher leverage stuff, but I know the money is going to come in from that Amazon check. Oh, wait. Amazon influencer. This isn't the associates. This is the Correct. influencer program. Sounds like you got to meet some qualifications to get yep. to get there. And then you're making the videos. Great tip of the stuff in your house, like guys, stuff that we use. And you're posting it on Amazon. You're not posting yes. it on social media. This is on Correct. Amazon. How many videos do you think you you, you made to get Again, to I'm the probably, seven grand? Probably about six hundred. Six hundred videos get to the seven grand. What was the average length of the of the videos? Are they short, long, mid? Two minutes. Two minutes. I have, I basically have a basic script that I go through. I talk about what the product is, when I bought it, how long I've had it. If there's any common wear spots or things that I had to, to replace like parts, if it's like a vacuum cleaner, like, oh yeah, you should probably buy a filter because these filters are going to go bad at some point and you get the second sale on the filter. Um, and then I just give a recommendation of whether I liked it or not. It's a simple little script. I just hit a bunch of points, grab the next item and I film everything with my phone right on my phone, right inside of CapCut. It's posted right through the Amazon Shopper app, right on my phone. There's nothing that you need besides a phone and a social media account to do it. There you go. That's a win right there. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's awesome. Uh, and, you, and you build a lot of skills. What did you take into other businesses? Number one, social media. Right. Creating content regularly on social media. Being able to create a, a, a short form video and then also being able to speak clearly and concisely on video. It makes life so much easier. Like you can, you can come on a podcast, promote your business. If it weren't for me learning short form video, YouTube would have been a pie in the sky pipe dream. If you can talk for a minute, you can talk for 10 minutes. You yes. sure can. <laughs> so you can go ahead and you can do that. If you use CapCut, some people use CapCut to do some uh, rough editing on some of their Amazon videos. You can rough edit, cut a YouTube video, and you can put a video on a sales page. You can put a video in a course. You know, once you can create a video, you, it, it, there's so many places that you can put that there. And then you're also going to start creating traffic on your social media because your content's going to be good. People are going to want to click and see if you have anything to buy. Yeah. So if you're trying to launch a business in, let's say, cooking, right? You want to teach people how to cook, create a cooking social media. You're not going to make money from social media day one cooking. but if you get on Amazon and review all the cooking stuff and all your garage stuff and all your junk in your house, Amazon's going to pay you while you build up your cooking brand. And you're not going to be thinking, oh, I got to make money this month. What can I sell? You can just let it come to you organically. Yeah. How long did it take you to get to the, to the seven grand per month? Month two. It ramps up quick. Yeah. So what happens is, I mean, it goes zero, 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 zero. Mm -hmm. And then I got approved for their onsite. And I had had, because I had a friend who was doing this before. So while I was waiting for my onsite, I was banking videos. Mm. I put 40 videos up day one. And then the line just went straight up because yeah. this Amazon is okay. And they put 3 billion people a month on their platform. Amazon has 3 billion site visitors. Like that's a lot of traffic. A lot. <laughs> Half the planet every month visits Amazon. So from there, I was like, oh, I get, 
I wonder if I could put a hundred up in a day. So I spent a Saturday, spent like six hours on a Saturday, did a hundred videos. And then the line shot straight up again. I'm going to do all day tomorrow too. So I did another like 50 and I, I chunked up the 600 videos in like six weeks. Was there any hesitation with short form video when you had never made it before? Like, Hey, I don't know if I can do this or talk about that. Oh yeah. Um, my first TikTok is actually still up. I was in my Jeep and I was driving. I was, uh, I was sweating bullets when I did it. And I was really, really nervous. If you go to my, go to my TikTok, if you're up for a scroll past 2000 videos, all the way on the bottom, you'll see it. I think it was March 21st of 2020, something like that. Yeah. And I said, Hey guys, I'm, I'm new to TikTok here. I've got selling experience. I can blog. I had a little bit of a success with affiliate marketing, but I'm going to try to see if I can build a business. I think at the time the stimulus checks were coming out. I'm like, I'm going to bet my stimulus check on myself. Let's see if I can do it. And then you'll see my first couple videos. You can barely hear me. Cause I didn't know, <laughs> I, had, I, didn't know I had to speak up. Yeah. Right? My lighting was bad. I was in the dark. I was, yeah. you know, it was not good. Yeah. But you just keep yeah. doing it. You get better. You do. We all suck at it in the beginning. You just got to embrace that. Nobody's, hey, nobody's going to watch. I'm not going to be good at it. You're not supposed to be. You're not going to be. So well, nobody watching is the good. That's the blessing. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I know it's going to watch. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to see this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's good. I think you really helped. Look, guys, you have an immediate way to make money or at least get the ball rolling. And some people are going to dabble in that. Dom jumped in with both feet and made 600 videos. So now you know what it takes. And again, it's a little bit more competitive, but you can still make some easy income by reviewing stuff in your house. And most of us sleep on that. And think about how many times Amazon comes to the door every week in your, in your own home, right? There's a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's especially Tom, like the, the Q4 numbers were insane. That's right. Because everyone yep. just starts, starts buying and it's awesome. But yeah, but also that, that not only is it money to live on, if you have a W-2 job, mm -hmm. Amazon can fund. You can make investments and not come out of pocket for your entrepreneurial venture. Yeah. Like for me, for high level, it's it's doing the, the software thing, it's $500 a month for the high level software to white label. Then I pay another 500 for my white label support. And then we pay for video editing and stuff like that. So there's some overhead there, but it doesn't come out of pocket. It comes out of the Amazon check. Oh, I love it. That's good but stuff. For some, yeah. All right, Dom, you've given us a really good way to make money quickly. You've shared your, your awesome story. I think that's going to land and resonate with a lot of people. Where would you suggest people go? Because you got a big following on TikTok. Give us a path for someone to go if they want to reach out to you. I know you've got some stuff that we talked about. You've got a challenge for creators. Let's chat about that for a little bit. Yeah. So the ways to find me now, I'm taking a little bit of a TikTok break, um, but the profile is still live. Mm -hmm. um, if, so if you just go Dom Bavaro at Dom Bavaro on TikTok, mm -hmm. link in that bio is going to be whatever my current, it's going to list everything that I offer. Yeah. In 2024, this coming I mean, year, I'm going to put a lot into YouTube. So just search Dom Bavaro on YouTube. You'll be able to find me. Um, that's where I'm going to put a lot focus of my energy this year. Nice. Because the slow burn of traffic on YouTube, once that spools up for any business, online, offline, brick and mortar, that allows you to get off of the hamster wheel. Mm. Short form is great because traffic comes quickly. You get something that pops viral, but like you have to keep creating and you're like, it becomes a treadmill in itself. The live, yeah. right? Going live. Gary Vee talked about going live for three hours a day. Like anybody got time for that? Nope. <laughs> but going, putting up 200, 300 YouTube videos, all getting found in search, all getting recommended, finding new audiences every single day, it almost starts to prevent 
once you hit a critical mass on YouTube, and again, I've had friends who've hit this before me, so I know it's possible. Once you hit that critical mass, it feeds itself. And that's when you kind of truly have the, the quote unquote passive income bit. Right. Yep. Okay. I like how you explain that. And yeah, you can have a video from years ago that can just go off at any, at any moment. Right. So. Yes. Okay. Well explained. We'll fall. We'll go to you on, on YouTube. All right. So we're talking to somebody. This is who, you know, who's listening, right? People who are stuck in their job. Maybe they're at the dealership listening, listening to a podcast. Cause you know, like yeah. you, you had, they had to look at something. Maybe they feel like you jumped in. It took you a couple, three months to get there. You probably had, you had some hesitation. You said you were waiting for permission, which I don't think you ever got. No. Exactly. So maybe the people who are out there looking for permission or validation or, you know, that, that's a lot of fear-based stuff. Any words of wisdom that you would lend to those people right now before we wrap up? If you're there sitting there in your W-2 looking to get out, I mean, just go out and try something. Um, and make sure whatever you do, just, I would say, use the internet because if you are worried, I know there's a lot of fear around, oh, what if it doesn't work out? The, obviously health insurance was a big thing for me. That's why, that's why my wife kept her W2 for a long time. That health insurance is like a golden handcuff. Yeah. Um, but for me going through it again is having something that wasn't very capital intensive mm. as a business. And that's why I say the software is a level 10 opportunity because there's a lot of revenue potential but there's not a lot of capital expense. Like it's not like I'm going out and starting a, a landscape business and I need ten five thousand dollar lawnmowers and yeah. a fifty thousand dollar truck and a twenty thousand dollar dump trailer. Like that's that's a lot of stress and that's a lot of debt and that's a lot of like if this fails, I'm looking at some real bills. Yeah, looking at something like software or something like being a creator and creating a digital product or a coaching program in your expertise. There's not a lot of capital expense there. If it if it fails, you're not out a whole lot of money. Okay. Love it. And then again, the evolution of this too, when you first started, you know, you, you don't have the first business. You've done a bunch of different things and now you're still, now you're at your level 10. So guys, this stuff doesn't happen overnight. No, no. And, and even though you might not have your business, I'll leave people with this too. You probably have a lot of the skills required to start. I love it. Let's end it right there because right. a lot of people doubt themselves and they don't think that they do and they do. Dom, yeah, you're awesome. I'm glad we met on TikTok. I'm going to check you out on YouTube. This has been great. Everyone, make sure you check out the Amazon stuff and check out Dom's YouTube channel. And uh, I look forward to having you back, man. That's going to be good. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'll, I'll yeah. come back. But, you know, just because right. your office is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, everyone. Make it a great day.